Welcome to Femme Collective with Katie, Stacy, and Mai. In the last episode, we talked about ourselves and how our friendship started. So in this episode, I really want for us to just talk a little bit about how it's evolved, how our friendships evolved, and how it's helped us become more better well-rounded females and how it's just really become the sister friendship that it is today. So last time I know I briefly mentioned how I didn't really prioritize or give any real value to female friendships in my life. Um, Mainly, you know, for I was burned when I was younger, but then also I'll be honest and say that I, I never put in the effort that it takes, you know, to nurture those kind of relationships really until I entered my 30s. So a couple of weeks before I turned 30, I had my my daughter, my second child. And I think during that time, I was pretty, you know, vulnerable as a mom, but emotional. But then also I noticed that that was a time when I just started to lean in and, and really just rely on other females for their expertise, for their for their friendship. And just the fact that they made it clear that what I was going through wasn't um, rare and I wasn't alone. So during that time, I also felt like I, I, I was drawn to women that I could learn from and that I would just be better just by knowing them. And one of those females in my life is Katie. And so I just want to get started by talking about just a couple things that I, I love about Katie and that I truly admire about Katie that I feel like I've learned a lot from. And um, and then Stacey, you know, just let me know, Katie, you can interrupt. Don't blush too much, but you know, I'm so excited. Just about listen this. in. Just listen. I know. She just lit up when you said you're. I know. I know. Because it's. I mean, but it's. It's. it's the first one is perfect, right? So the first thing I've learned from Katie and I admire is just your genuine persistence, right? So we don't always think of those two words together, but I think that you, Katie, you embody it for what it is. A lot of it is questions, and just how how you're truly intrigued by, I think, human beings in general. But when it comes to just, you would always find different opportunities to to get to know more about me, but I've also seen you do it to other people. Maybe who we are at our core. I think that's what you care about. Like, who is this person at their core? And can I, you know, vibe with that person? So I know early on in our friendship, you know, we talk about my culture, your culture as a Texan, which was very, very rare to me, and um, religion, politics, those those topics that nobody really wants to talk about. But you always found a way to, to ask the right questions the right way and then ask them again if you didn't get an answer that you wanted <laughs> or that you were looking for. I like that. <laughs> but, um, but I really feel like that's the main reason why we are friends today um, and knowing that, you know, you're someone who, who, who cares and, and doesn't back down. And um, it's who you are, like not trying to prove anything, not trying to manipulate anybody, not trying to wear somebody down. You're just doing it because you care. And, and I think that that's, you know, one thing I definitely um, admire and respect and and almost I think has influenced me to where I, I try to do the same. I'm genuinely intrigued now by people, especially people that I don't know. <laughs> and I feel like that comes from you because that was not who I was before. Wow. Um, so that's one thing for me. And then I'd say also, uh, I'd have to like find the right word for this, but I'll say it's you're spunkily undaunted. Guys, I use the thesaurus for this. Wow. But I, I kept looking, 
I kept looking for these things about one of the great things about Katie is that like, I mean, you're, you're definitely a brave person, but you're just not easily intimidated. You're not easily discouraged by something, you know, once you, you know, that there's better for you and you're going to go for it. And, um, I feel like as my friend, you know, there's times when my inner voice, my, I have self-doubt or, or I have reservations and you're always the person mm -hmm. that I go to, um, just to talk things out. But like, what I love is that you helped me figure out the root, right? Like what's really bothering me in order to, to move on from it. Cause that's what we all got to do to really move on from something. So I just feel like, um, you know, I admire the fact that, you know, you go for it and, and you try to just move forward. And, um, I, I know for a fact that that has slowly helped change my inner voice and made it go from like, you know, sometimes negative to now mostly positive. Like, that's why I feel like the, the, the evolutions happen. So, um, I just, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. But you know, so kind spunkily of like, undaunted. You got to remember that. Cause I'm pretty proud of it. Because I'm kind of like, used in a sentence, cause I don't know I'm, what that means. So, so spunky just means nice. like courageous and, and, um, yeah, just like really a courageous person, but like more of like the energy behind it a little yes, bit. Yes, that's right. Like peppy. Yeah. yeah. I, thought this, I knew what spunky means, but the undaunted. Un undaunted is like unafraid. Like not easily in intimidated, not okay. easily discouraged, um, um, not adventurous, but but fearless more so, okay. you know? I agree. I then. do not like adventure, so. That's, oh, that's I, I know that's why I said not adventurous, yeah. but fearless. you are fearless. <laughs> I'd say you're a fearless person. You know, I, I was thinking about that today. I think someone, several people have said something similar, like confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, I just kind of, I, I have this ability to be like, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do no, Yes, you no, do. <laughs> do that thing or, or this thing, or, you know, yeah, I'm qualified or I'm, or I'll, I can fake it. Um, and I wondered how much of that, I, I think some of that definitely came from my parents, but I also, God, this is such a, this is going to be a big topic, but I wonder how much of that has to do with, um, my ethnicity too. Um, I think it's mainly, a it, it's a lot of, it's your whiteness, which would come from your parents. Yeah. But what I love about it is that, I mean, I feel like that's where, especially as a minority, sometimes I need to like live that out and just, why not? Right. Why not me? Am I, mm -hmm. am I like, am I, there are times when we do, uh, Put ourselves down and limit ourselves i'm not saying that there isn't like you know systemic racism and all these things out there that are against us but sometimes we are against us mm -hmm. yeah and then that's where it's like having a friend like you uh, for as long as i've had you as my friend a good friend it, it just i think it's influenced me to also at times um do the same thing and be like why not i'll try it, it may, you know if i can't do it i'll find somebody that'll help me do it and uh exactly. <laughs> because exactly. katie katie's around the corner and she'll help me do it so that's where <laughs> I come from but yeah so that, those I are just a couple things those true. are I know it those are a couple of things that I know um you know mm -hmm. that I've learned from you and that I've mm -hmm. have influenced me for sure and I think maybe help me be better day to day that's so sweet thank you okay so you stole some of mine <laughs> that's okay no it's really, just, but... I'm so easily read you know like I, I feel like it's not completely stolen but there's going to be some overlap with one of mine that I've learned from Katie um, and it's very related to what Mai just said. So I think it's a good segue into that. Um, and the way that I thought about it is one thing that stood out to me when I think about Katie and when I just start reflecting on the different things that I've gleaned from her, picked up from her, um, is that it has to do with taking initiative and walking in confidence. Like when mm -hmm. I would just observe her, cause I'm very observant, like observe her operating, um, in any circumstance, it's just like, I'm like, man, she's a boss chick. Like, yes. 
And it was like, she doesn't care about what people think, but in a good way, which creates the space for her to go ahead, go forward with that initiative or go forward with speaking her, her truth or whatever she thinks or a new idea or anything like that. Like just watching that, I'm like, oh, it's similar to what my said. I'm like, well, well, why can't I do that? Like, why don't I speak up when I have a new yeah. idea? Why don't I speak up when I see something that needs to be fixed or when I see something that's messed up versus what I have historically done and just been like, oh, they, they're really messing that up or they should have better. <laughs> like, okay, well, why don't you do something about it? Because we have the power to do that. And watching her has been very eye-opening. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to do, I need to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> In that instance. Um, Can you tell me, have you done anything as a result of that? Have, do you think that it's ever, it's translated into action? Oh yeah, most definitely. Like I speak up way more now in different scenarios, whether it's at work professionally or just in any, like if I'm in an organization or anything like that. And it's a combination probably of watching Katie do that. And also just what I try to tend to listen to now is like, if I listen to podcasts, they're more geared towards people who are like, do it scared anyway, like walk in your confidence. And it's just, it relates to how you carry yourself. So it's like, I'm trying to get it from all avenues and being your friend has been one of those avenues Mm -hmm that have opened up the space for me to just speak up is basically how I would kind of summarize it. Thank you, Stacey. <laughs> Guys, you just wait till it's your turn. You're not going to, it's going to be so hard. You're welcome. Oh, so, so my other thing is just learning how to be a better friend. Um, and this overlaps with some of what you said, my too, specifically in having the balance of not only just listening, because that needs to take mm-hmm. place whenever a friend needs your help or your support. Yes. So she takes enough time to listen, but she doesn't fester in that listening phase. She doesn't fester in, Ooh, girl, like, I know that's messed up. Like, <laughs> it's like, yes, I acknowledge that what you're going through is tough. I acknowledge it, but how can we move forward? So she balances yes. offering solutions in a way that are tactical and productive. So she starts asking me questions and I'm like, well, I didn't want to do this yet. Like, I'm not ready. I'm still, I still want to wallow <laughs> in my feelings <laughs> because I can be a drama queen. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm not ready to ask questions right now, Katie, but it really helps you start yeah. moving forward versus getting stuck. And so it's taught me not only to not stay stuck, but to also be that kind of friend. Like when I have a friend going through something, not just being their cheerleader yeah. and not just being their, the person that's going to listen, but, you know, helping them be solution focused and solution oriented so that I can help them move forward because a real friend, like Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron. So mm-hmm. how am I really helping you if I'm not sharpening you like Katie does to me by helping me to grow and ask more questions and figure out how to re- resolve any solutions that I have. And she's also taught me to think outside the box too, yes. which relates to that kind of my initial commentary. It's like, we don't have to just do things the same way we've always done them. No matter what you're talking about, whether it's your, your relationships, your marriage, your friendships work, like think outside the box, like be a free thinker and you'll stand out that way. Agreed. I can't do, I can't snap my fingers, but whatever. (laughs) So Katie, thank you for being that friend and thank you for supporting me. I honestly don't know how I would have gotten through the last three years without your friendship and yours as well. Mine, we'll talk about you too, but it's just been, no, I get it. I think it's a godsend. So thank you. Yes, it is. Well, thank y'all. I think that this is so wonderful to hear these things. And, oh, how wonderful. I'm speechless. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I want to give this all back to Stacy because she has taught me so much through our friendship. And the first thing is that 
she is truly an impartial, thoughtful friend who can really tease out um, the what and the why uh, of, of what you might be feeling. And it's funny because she kind of said the same thing about me that I can like, you know, start asking questions and things like that. Well, and, and she said she's kind of turned it around and started doing that. And that's, I, I thought that that had always been something that was a strength of yours because I love that about you. You're so thoughtful and you're so clear-minded. Um, I don't know if that mm-hmm. is natural for you, Stacy. Is that just like, was that part of just the way you were made up or has that, <laughs> is that a learned like characteristic? I think it's a combination of nature versus nurture, probably more so nature. I've, I feel like I've always been that way. I've always been labeled in my family. Oh, you're the therapist of the family. You're the psychologist of the family. And sometimes it can be a burden because people come to me too much for that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so I try to balance using that gifting, but thank you for recognizing yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and I really think it's, to me, it seems like it's driven by um, self-awareness and your mm-hmm. genuine love for other people. Like you just have, you can just like tune in and you know that if you are available to help, you should. Mm-hmm. At least that's how it seems to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's a very special thing about you. Yes. And so the other thing I really admire that I'm, I have to work on forever and ever, but I love how you model this is that you have a very thorough thought process on like making big decisions and big choices. Mm-hmm. So even, you know, the most recent example would be a, a, a potential job that you wanted to apply for. And you weren't sure, you weren't sure. But then when you were certain what you wanted to do, you knew exactly why and what led you to this decision. And it, you're just, you're so systematic like that, I think. So like yeah. once you get to the point where you're going to make a decision, you can weigh things out very easily and it gives you a very clear path. It appears to me. And I love watching that about you because for me, I'm like, oh gosh, I don't, I need to really sit down and like write this out and think mm-hmm. about this. I have to like dedicate time to it. But it seems Stacy, it's like a very natural thing for her. And it's really cool to watch it unfold. So mm-hmm. I've tried to do things like that in my life too. Um, just try to be more systematic and more intentional about making decisions. Cause I'm like, yeah. this girl knows what's up. <laughs> That's- I think she's just wise. I mean, I just, I just see Stacey as very wise, you know, beyond her years yeah. and not in a, just, I, I know you're a God-fearing woman and a lot of your wisdom does come from, from God, but then also just in your personality. But I would say, you said what? Is it the glasses? Maybe the glasses help. And then it just yes, give you're me wise, that notion, you know? Owl. But I would say it's similar to some of the things to, to what Katie said, but I'd say, you know, two of the the things I've learned from you that I, I try to practice every day. One of them is, is compassion, right? I think you're a very compassionate person. So I've, you definitely have the ability to be sympathetic and understanding of those that are usually, you know, counted out or put to the side. I'll say something. I was going to say something else, but, but usually, <laughs> you know, she yeah, does have a heart for that she, for sure. Yeah. But not, but even people that just, they should not be catered strugglers. to strugglers. Um, <laughs> yes. Those that are hard to love. I'd say. And, um, but you know, you've, what you've always done is you've always helped me like really think about the other, other side of the story, right? They always say there's three sides to a story, yours, theirs, and the truth. I feel like Stacy helps me just like figure out the truth, which is important because, uh, I will just focus on my story and and that's about (laughs) it. So I'm really, what I've learned from you is to really just sit back and think, well, what if this person really, you know, what if they're going through this or what if the reason that they did X, Y, and Z was not personal towards me. It was not about me, 
right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like your ability to be compassionate is um, definitely something that comes from the Lord because I don't, I don't think a lot of people embody it naturally. And then also just grace. You have like this mo- modern humility that like, just like not, and it's more so like the way you carry yourself for sure. You know, you don't really look to others for your self-worth. I don't really think that you care. You know, what others think is what you care about yourself, which, which is, it's what it should be and, and a beautiful thing. But what I've learned from you most is like having grace with yourself. Also showing the compassion you chose to others, showing it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like you exemplify that daily when it comes to being a wife you know, an employee, a mother, but it's something that I really was able to see and be like, you know what, Stacy's such a strong person in, in my eyes. And she can do that with herself. Like, why can't I, why can't mm-hmm. I get rid of these unnecessary expectations that I put on myself time and time again and love myself in spite of it, just because I'm having a bad day. Who cares? We all have bad days, right? Getting mm-hmm. up from it and then doing better tomorrow. So I'd say that for me, the two things that I'm still definitely learning, but I, 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 I have the privilege to witness it uh, daily through you is just compassion and grace with others and, and, and ourselves for sure. Hmm, that's good. I love that. And I will say that the grace piece has been a learned, <laughs> a learned um, trait. Um, and I think honestly, that journey started, I feel like that journey started like in my early twenties where I, I started realizing that like my value was only founded in being a child of God. My value was only because I am his, but you can know something before to be realized in you take a process. And so it's been years of rewiring what society tells me, how I should be valued, what my worth is based on rewiring it with, with rewiring it with the truth of what God's word says about me. And that be it, not my performance, not how well I do as a wife, not how well I do as a mother, but simply because I'm chosen as a child of God. And that's what my identity is found in. Because if I let it get found in anything else, I'm going to spiral. Yeah. It's not going to work. So that's been a journey. So I'm glad that you've been, you've been able to recognize that, that journey in me too. So I'm going to start with my, and the first thing I want to talk about is learning to give myself permission to take care of myself, which is funny that she saw something similar (laughs) in me, but you know, I'm not perfect at showing myself grace. So when you see somebody else doing it and then giving me the permission, like actively telling me girl, like it's okay. Like go do your thing. I don't know why it gives me so much permission, but it does when another mom says it. And I think part of it, if I try to think about it, I think part of it is because I respect my, as an individual and a human being, I respect her core values. I know where she's coming from. I know she's a good mom. I know she's a good wife. I know she's faithful. So it's like, if somebody else like that, that I respect that much has that insight, then there has to be some truth to it. So like, I can give that some credibility. And one recent example that really touched me that I did share with my personally was my son was sick for a long time, a couple of weeks ago. And I was hesitant to take him back to school because I'm like, am I going to be a good mom? If I do that, what if he needs me? (laughs) I've been caring for his every need the last nine days. (laughs) Selfish of me to go take him in so that I can get some rest. Like all of these questions go through your head. And even as a mom, you have so many questions that go on throughout the day period. But when your kid has been sick, there's just a lot more Mm -hmm. to that piece. And so I remember her texting me like quote for quote, she was like, girl, he's going to be, I, like, (laughs) I, 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 with an A. Okay. (laughs) And I I remember (laughs) and he was, I, I told you he was going to be, I, 
she was right. I was like waiting. I was like, am I going to get a call that his fever is back or something? And I picked him up and he was happy. And, but like, I remember telling my husband about it and he had been trying to tell me to drop him off too. He's like, he'll be fine. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I told him, I was like, yeah, my told me that he be I, he was like, I knew you needed to hear it from a mom friend for yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, not that I don't trust you, babe, but it's just different when he, he gets to it. Mom. You yeah. know, what's crazy is that you guys have kids that are of similar ages, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. close. Very close. Well, not, I mean, not your oldest, my, but anyway, I have learned so much from you two, just watching you be mothers that I have like banked all of this advice. I will not banked forget it. it. I banked am, it. I banked it. And so I'm just like observing this forever and my has been this for me for years so long before I ever had Layla like I admire her as a mother both of you I mean it's just it's amazing all the things that you can do but I I totally agree with you my has been adamant about self-care self-love just taking care of yourself throughout this entire pandemic and she modeled that She's like, yes, there are minimal risks with what I'm about to do, but there are bigger risks for me not doing anything for myself. Yes, exactly. It's really wonderful to hear. And it's empowering. That's what comes to mind too. Like it empowered, that whole conversation empowered me to do it. And then I got so much rest that day. I remember just feeling like I needed this more than I thought I I did because Mm -hmm. I was, your girl was tired. Um, So (laughs) um, the other thing, I've learned, and I mentioned this with Katie too, a little bit about just being a better friend and particularly with my, like this girl would like check on me all the time. I mean, like, and if you know me, any of my friends who are close friends with me, like I'm not that friend who is like, Hey girl, how you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or mm-hmm. I'm not that friend who's going to call you. <laughs> like if you need me, I'm going to be there for you yes. ride or die. Like when it comes down to it, but like on a day-to-day basis, I'm not the best at like checking in on people and seeing how they're doing. And so she showed me how to do that more just because I'm, I feel like I'm more introverted. So I'm, and it might be some of it due to like social anxiety, not to go on a tangent here, but like, I'm not always comfortable just chit chatting all the time. Mm-hmm. So like, I, and I think that's part of why I don't necessarily reach out to my friends, even though I'm super comfortable with all my close friends. It's just like, mm, I don't really feel like chit chatting right now. I'm an introvert. Like I want to just be to myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She would like check on me. And I knew part of this was God because it would be like, in like the most important like times, like if she had not checked on me, I would have been like wallowing in like these, this internal dialogue with like spiraling and just being like in a, in a dark space sometimes, but she would just pop in and like, Hey, I felt like I needed to check on you or you were on my mind. So I'm checking on you and how much it meant to me. It's like, man, I need to be that kind of friend to other people because that can save people from like just having one of those super rough days and just being able to encourage them and check in on them. And it was always so genuine and never felt fake. It never just felt like, Oh, I'm just doing this to check you off my list. I need to check on my friends. Like it was like, it was always in the most genuine way. I didn't feel like it was on her calendar. Yeah. (laughs) Check on Stacy now. (laughs) No, no. And it's funny. It's (laughs) it's funny you say that just because, um, like I said it before, I, part of the reason why I didn't have female relationships, I had to own it and know that I wasn't putting in the effort. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. nurturing them. So like once I, I truly acknowledged and, and realized the value that, that, you know, strong female relationships were in my life, I was like, yeah, I got to do this. Like, I want this to continue. I don't want it to just like, just dissipate and like, oh, we, we just grew apart. I mean, yes, that can happen. It happens all the time, but 
just like in our marriage that we have to be intentional um, and love is a daily choice. I mean, right. I really believe it's the same it in our, on our friendships because mm-hmm. I mean, there's no, it's not a romantic relationship, but it still has its purpose, a really important purpose. And so um, I'm glad you said that, Stacey. I mean, I, I do it genuinely, but um, I do try to put an effort and I still have to do better. I need to take check on Katie more. Katie's so strong. I'll be forgetting, but I need to check, check on, on Katie. More. <laughs> are you saying I'm, I'm weak? Um, no. <laughs> Would you don't say do that. Stacey? Don't do that, Stacey. Are you don't saying I'm weak? Because she said Katie's strong, so I don't got to check on her. It was the Lord. It was the Lord telling me to check on you. Okay, the Lord knows. Well, okay. he better start telling you that I need checking on too. I, I, then I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna do better. No, I will because it, no, it matters. To I'm me. I'm just giving you a hard time. You do great. You, um, especially when we, when I left Dallas and mm. you and I were still working in the same city and we were like, we have got to be committed to this friendship and make sure it doesn't yes. slip away because we know people where we've, you know, they move, they change offices, Yep. you know, it just, uh, it just not that it close. slips away from you. And, and we didn't allow that to happen. So and um, my has a sixth sense because she knew I was pregnant with my second pregnancy and I didn't even tell her. I don't, she did. I don't know how to explain that, but I, I needed to add that part in. Thank you. She knows stuff. <laughs> she knows. That's what makes her such a good friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, my, for me, it's, it is really hard to remember a time where you and I were not very close and that I didn't rely on you for wise counsel and, uh, and mm-hmm. support through anything. I mean, seriously, you know, we've said this for years now, how when we're done talking with each other, if we have a, an issue, a problem, a challenge or something that's very happy, we always feel so much better after we get off the phone or after mm-hmm. we're done talking mm-hmm. about it in person. Mm-hmm. And we, and we're, we, we like to say that, like, that's how, you know, it's a good friendship, you know, like you oh, always yeah. feel like the other person can bring you up um, or, or keep you up wherever you are. Um, and she is definitely that. And so I always leave those conversations with a sense of fullness and just joy, happiness, and gratefulness for gratefulness. I think that word is gratitude Um, (laughs) and gratitude gratitude that, uh, that she's in my life. I mean, I, I never, I never stop thinking that. So I'm so grateful for that. And this one I think is really funny because the other thing that makes you so wonderful is that I think you have a pretty perfect mix of realism and compassion. Mm, And those things are hard to put into one person, right? Mm -hmm. Because like with the real talk, my is straight up blunt, tell you to your face, you're going to hear the hard stuff. No fillers. Right. But she balances that with like this innate compassion she has to where it really doesn't at least with, uh, I, I know that I can speak a little bit for Stacy on this because we just had this conversation the other day um, about my, uh, and it's just like, it sometimes can be really hard to hear, but we get it. Like somehow, mm-hmm. we get it. and it's like the perfect mix of what I need to hear, you know, and then like, but w- with under, like underpinned by so much love mm-hmm. that like, you know, the, like it, the, your delivery could never be wrong because there's like this perfect balance yeah. in, in my opinion. And so um, I think that's just really one of the most wonderful things about you. And I'm so grateful. Thank you. So this is a surprise to you too, but I had something that I wanted to say about both of you because you, you exhibit these two, these, these things to me. So both of you have so much courage and bravery. Mm. You are both well-known for standing your ground 
embodying your principles and not backing down, even when you're not sure if it's the absolute right move. Yes. Um, And I've seen you both do it. And I've also seen you both just not be rolled over. And that's different for me. I, I sometimes kind of like, you know, seed someone else's point to kind of keep the peace. And Mm. sometimes I sacrifice a little bit of my uh, principles in the process and Mm. don't do that. And it's, it's just such an admirable characteristic that I wanted you both to know, because you both are that, Mm. you know, we've learned so much from each other. We have this wonderful friendship um, that spans our personal life and our professional life. And we've learned a lot, not from, not just from each other, but a lot from other women too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I've been impacted by strong female relationships over the course of my life. We talked a little bit about this at first and, you know, my parents really, really instilled in me that I could be anything I want to be, but my mom really was the, she was the resounding voice of gender equality. I think mm-hmm. for me, it was like you, I, I never believed that a man was better than me. I still don't. So I, I don't, I didn't grow up feeling that nothing Mm -hmm. about society changed my mind. Like they really nailed that into me from an early age. And I'm really glad that I believe that to this day, but you know, these, these friendships that I've had with other women over the course of my life have just been so enriching. And I I'll just, I'll give up like a, a quick little story about that. But I always tell people that I have all these different kind of buckets of joy in my life. It's not just like my spouse and it's not just my lifelong best friend, you know, that lives a couple doors down from me here. It's not just my parents or my sister or, you know, my brother or my nieces or uh, my job or, or anything like that. It's all of them combined. And so I just, you know, I have all these little bits of joy and so much of them. I would say probably like more than a majority come from my strong relationships with other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, um, um, you know, along those lines, I know you mentioned your mom, um, for me, I know I have other, I don't, I don't, I've never called them buckets of joy, but I kind of like that. Um, just like other, <laughs> in the last few years that I have done my best to nurture female relationships, other uh, sister friendships um, as well. And I think what I've learned the most from them, and I tried to embody, which, which you kind of mentioned, Stacey, is just being unapologetically you in, in the sense where focus on what you do well and then do it. Like, instead of just focusing on, oh, but you know, so-and-so does this so much better than me. Who cares? That's their gift. That's their thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and just focusing in on that. And then, and also getting to know yourself. I feel like that's, I mean, that's the pandemic alone has forced me to Mm -hmm. do that, but I think it's because of the sister friends that I have around me that, that care about me. That'll be like, you know, why are you doubting yourself in this time? You know, you shouldn't because you're so strong. You've done this, you've done that. And it's just great to have those relationships, people that remind you of what you've done. But like you said, Katie, also remind you of the things you got to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like stop making excuses, just get it done. You're being lazy. You know, it's time for you to get up and do. Sometimes we need that from the right people. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's really what what forces us to grow. So I feel it, like, that, you know, that, I mean, those are some things. What's Keith and I started this like not that long ago, um, maybe a few years ago saying that, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so busy. I couldn't make it. Instead of that, really telling ourselves, I didn't prioritize this. Mm-hmm. I didn't prioritize this friendship. And that is so much harder to say than the like vapid excuse of I'm too busy. Yep. Right. And so you start to really think about like, if I'm not prioritizing this person, should I be? 
you know, and it, it's a, it's real inner talk. So you're right, my, that like, okay, you sometimes do need someone to say, are you really that busy? Or are you not prioritizing working out and taking care of yourself? I'll just piggyback off of that a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I love the hype friends. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I have some friends who are like really good at hyping me up, but <laughs> I honestly, in my close core group of friends, I don't have any friend that will not call me out on my BS. Like I can remember probably every close friend that I have at some point, they've been like, excuse me, what's going on there. And everybody does it in their own way. Some people are, I have some friends who are very just like, girl, you're tripping. You need to fix this. And some are more like, I would say Katie's approach are like, let's ask some questions here. (laughs) (laughs) So they all have different ways of doing it, but I love that about the sisterhood friend connection that I've created because I don't need yes people in my life because I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying to grow. Um, And it's been a hurdle for me to become that friend as well too, because my nature is non-confrontational. My nature, like my mentioned, I'm compassionate. I want people to feel good. I don't want to, I don't want people to ever feel bad about themselves because of a conversation they've had about me, but because of being able to build up my confidence in who I am and build up my confidence in some of the giftings God has given me, which is having conversations with them to help them work through a problem or help them identify where they may need to do some self-reflection and rethink how they're looking at something or doing something. And then married to a spouse who is like, no, we need to talk about this. Like, we're not going to and I'm not going to let you just fester yeah. your feelings because when we don't get things out too, which is, is going to be a whole other topic, it's going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's going somewhere and then it's going to come out if you don't deal with it and you don't talk right. about it. And I, I've seen that happen to people and I've seen it affect their health, their physical health and their mental health. So I need people and sister friends around me that aren't going to let me wallow in my feelings, who aren't going to let me not address things and aren't going to let me address, help them address what they need to because as their friend and if I really love them, it's my duty to do so. So that's how that's I got right. to that place because naturally I am not that way. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, the the thing that you said that resonated with me most is that you don't need yes people because you're trying to grow. You're not trying to stay stagnant and be the same you that people hype up or, or, you know, coddle. You want to grow and get better and you need people to challenge you with that. And that's what really good friendships do. I love that. So thankful for this conversation and Next time, we're going to just kind of carry some of this forward. We're going to be focused on vulnerability um, and just how that's impacted us individually, impacted our friendships and how it can empower other women. And we also want to touch on eliminating the superwoman mm-hmm. syndrome mm-hmm. because that is a whole conversation. So I hope you tune in for that conversation and join us so that we can really explore that topic. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. Be sure to write us a review and follow us on the different podcast platforms and Instagram at Fem Collective Podcast. And continue the discussion by joining our Fem Collective Facebook group. Until next time, this is Fem Collective, where it's all about empowering connection through her perspective.